Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Hey everyone, welcome to Working in Yoga. So this is Rebecca Solo this week, and I am going to be honest with you here in the intro before I get started on the actual message that I want to share with you. And that is that I had to record this podcast twice, which is unusual for me. Usually I am a one and done sort of recorder, both for video and for audio. And last week I recorded this podcast. And to be honest with you, I cried during the podcast. Last week was a hard week for a lot of us here in the U.S. Those of us who are looking at and excited about the prospect of our businesses being able to be open safely for the first time in 18 months. We've had a fun summer, especially with the vaccinations going on the rise and people feeling safer to come out. And then this Delta variant happened and a lot of us got scared again, myself included, because last year was really hard. So this week, the podcast is all about that, about what it is for us to be business owners during COVID, what I think happened for those businesses who stayed open and for those businesses who had to fold and close their doors. So this will be shorter than normal, but I want to share with you a bit about my perspective on what has been happening in the yoga industry as far as business ownership is concerned. Now, If you've listened to anything I've said, those of you who don't own brick and mortar spaces, you're still business owners, absolutely still small business owners. Those of us who do own brick and mortar spaces, we have different challenges, not harder. I'm not somebody who is going to talk about how the brick and mortar studio owners are like Atlas with the weight of the world on their shoulders. I don't like that description. I don't like that analogy. We just have different challenges. And because of the nature of our business, that we own businesses where people have to come into a space and stay for an hour, breathing the same air as everybody else, our challenges have been different over the last 18 months. So here we go. I want to start by telling you that last week I posted an answer to a question on a Facebook forum for yoga studio owners. And the question was this, do you believe there is a correlation to the studios that are thriving right now and their response to COVID? 
For example, the studio whose owners are very cautious and strictly following protocols like masking and distancing and vaccines and are communicating the message, we are being cautious, are still underperforming. And the studios who are more lax and are promoting personal choice around vaccine and build up your immune system are packing people back in. Do you know any studios who are thriving again who are back to masks? Do you know studios who are not back to masks who are still struggling? So that was the question in the studio owners Facebook group. And my answer was this. And I will preface my answer saying that there was a whole list, probably 15 to 20 people who had popped in and said, oh yes, the people who are less risk averse, who are not requiring masks are the lucky ones, they're doing better. Um, There were other people who said, oh my gosh, the people who are more stringent about their policies, we are the ones doing better. And here was my answer. I'm gonna come in with a totally different answer than everybody else. And I should say, that's pretty typical. I don't think COVID discriminates. I think it is very easy to think that good people will prevail or the insert political or lifestyle affiliation people are prevailing because that makes us feel better. I think people who were in it for the business had a business mindset and were able to shift that into making decisions for their communities had some kind of advantage, but not a big one. COVID just wiped us out. Some of it was luck, some was strategy, some was sheer will to survive, and also the financial resources to do so. I run a podcast about us, those of us who work in yoga, called Working in Yoga. I've asked dozens of studio owners this question over the past several months. What saved your business? Not one person had the same answer as anyone else. Those who survived aren't the glorious or the righteous. Those who folded weren't the unworthy, the morally just, or the persecuted. It just sucks for all of us. And I'll go on to say this. Last week, in my community, the Delta variant became under high status, which according to the CDC means that they're recommending masking again, even for individuals who have had the vaccine, as I have, and most of my staff has, and almost all of my community who are coming in as students have had. So in me needing to yet again make decisions for public health, I said this on my personal Instagram page at Rebecca Sebastian Yoga. You can follow me if you like and hear all sorts of opinions (laughs) about what's going on in the yoga community. Here was my caption to a video I made of me essentially throwing a temper tantrum And the caption at the top said, yoga studio owners having to make decisions for public health yet again. And the caption goes like this. I'm going to be real. I am not a public health official and do not have a master's in public health policy and practice. Does that surprise you? By the way, neither does your favorite restaurant owner, bar manager, or gym owner, no matter how smart they are. And yet, again, we are being asked to make decisions regarding public health. And I am, expletive, frustrated, because this shouldn't be my job. It should be someone who has some of my tax money who gets paid to make decisions that are for the best of all, because that's their area of expertise. 
In fact, the term conflict of interest is defined as a situation in which a person is in a position to derive personal benefit from actions or decisions made in their official capacity. In this example, personal benefit is paying our bills and official capacity is we own a public facing business in the middle of a global pandemic. Society won't put people in these situations usually because it is unfair, unethical, and even good humans get caught up in making decisions for the wrong reasons. And yet again, I am here. Making decisions for public health without proper expertise and about to be judged for my actions by others who are also not public health experts. So yoga studio owners, I feel you today. I am tired. This is tiring. I'll rally tomorrow and so will you and try to make good informed decisions, even though I shouldn't have to. Now, the reason why I said that is because studio owners have a huge burden. People who have brick and mortar businesses and not just yoga studio owners, restaurant owners, gym owners, we have a big burden in making decisions for public health right now. And I'm going to be the first maybe out there to say that's not fair. It's not fair that people are judging us based on something that we shouldn't be having to make decisions for. We have no more information than any of the rest of the community. We are still doing our research, calling our public health departments, researching in whatever form that we know. But honestly, none of us have the education or degrees to make any better or more informed decisions than anybody else. So that was my response to the popular organization called Accessible Yoga because they were asking a question last week, what are you doing about vaccine hesitancy in your community? My answer was essentially that I'm tired of that being my job, not because public health isn't important. It is. Of course it is. I pride myself on running an accessible yoga studio, one that welcomes everyone, has a policy of protecting the unprotected, the place for everyone else who wants to try yoga but doesn't fit into the typical mold. But now I'm going to list the things I've learned in the last 17 months. How to run a virtual yoga class. How to be good at teaching a virtual yoga class. Teaching techniques that will help those who have a hard time feeling connected in the virtual space to feel more grounded, whole, and part of a community, even if it's through a screen. How to run a virtual business. How to skillfully curate an online membership. How to shift a business in the middle of a pandemic not take pay for a few months, and channel my inner Tim Gunn and make it work. How to make sure that my staff felt safe and secure during this time. How to offer moments of creativity in our jobs, even when it felt like the good part was being taken away from us. How to live my yoga, and I have that in quotations, and I do dislike that phrase, but how to live my yoga, even in the roughest times, in the darkest hours, and to get up every morning and make breakfast for my children, how to work from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. so that I could help my kids with homeschooling, and how to create a marketing funnel that is not patriarchal, that is online, where gross marketing tactics are the rule of the day. Now, I will share with you that this is my second recording of that list, and the first time I recorded it, I couldn't get through it because it was hard, and I think that It's important that those of us who are the owners of the studios, the owners of the business, 
actually sit down and say how hard this last year and a half has been for us. Now, I will say some of it was really fun. I like learning new things. When I talked to my friend Stephanie Tenser from Studio Po Yoga in Toronto, she and I were talking about how online has inspired creativity in our businesses. And that's very true. There's a lot about online that I find fun and interesting and creative. And there are certainly silver linings. But I don't think either of us or any of the studio owners that I have interviewed so far would claim anything other than the fact that this was really hard. And so I'm here to say I've done enough. And so has every other business owner out there. Now, will we continue to do the things because it is the right thing and pride ourselves on making the best decisions we can with the information that we've got? You know what? Of course we will. Of course I'm going to do that. And so is every other restaurant owner, yoga studio owner, gym owner, theater owner out there. We're all going to do our best. And you know what? We are and have been doing our best. But I really want you to go back and listen to some of my interviews with the teachers, with the studio owners. Really listen. Listen to how much we love our jobs, how much we take pride in sharing the discipline and practice of yoga with other people, watching other people's lives shift and sometimes even transform. That's really neat. There's something totally magical about what we do. And if you are also working in yoga, I know that you know that's why we're in this business. We are all in this. If we shift our thinking, we can all get out of this together and also build the industry that we've always wanted. But that means the responsibility is all of ours too, not just the studio owners and even the yoga folks whom you don't agree with. So The next section of the podcast is going to allow me to interview some serious industry movers and shakers, and I'm super excited. You won't want to miss my interview with Pamela Brown. That's going to be a couple episodes from now. She's going to talk to us all about the Gyms Act, and that is something that if you are in the U.S. is going through for the relief package in September, at least we hope it's going through in September. And Pamela is going to give us some great things to actually do to help support the Gyms Act because that is relief money for the studios, for the gyms that did not get relief money over the last 18 months, unlike theaters, unlike restaurants. We are hoping for some relief money for ourselves. So stay tuned. And between Pamela and this episode, There's a really cool somebody who's coming on. I'm not going to tell you her name, but I'm really excited that she agreed to come on the podcast. And we are, I'm sure, going to talk business and yoga and yoga therapy and all kinds of cool stuff. So thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.